This is a tale about an unprejudiced heart and how it changed our valley forever. Baram you, Baram you, to your breed, your fleece, your clan be true, sheep be true, Baram you. We are recording today live from a karaoke room box booth from Shibuya, Tokyo. Here we are, we're in deep Japan, deep in a booth. Deep in a booth. That song, that's not a common karaoke song? No, that's not a karaoke song, David. Yeah. Not at all. It should be. Let's play it. <laughs> I wonder if the, actually the other song from this movie is uh, oh, a karaoke. The, the... If I could make a perfect... And if it isn't clear from what we've sang and chanted so far, uh, the movie we watched this week for brunch movies... Babe. 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 Wonderful movie. As stupid as sheep, mind you, but pigs are definitely stupid. <coughs> Excuse me. No, we're not. Good heavens. Who are you? I'm a large white. Yes, that's your breed, dear. What's your name? I don't know. Well, what did your mother call you to tell you apart from your brothers and sisters? Our mom called us all the same. And what was that, dear? She, she called us all babe. I, honestly, though, I can't remember enjoying a, a childhood movie that I haven't seen maybe 20 years. Still so much. Yeah, I, I, I have one friend who watches this movie a lot. Like, he just really likes it and has gone back to it and talks about going back to it. But I am with you. Like, I, I had this on VHS as a kid, but I haven't gone back to it. But I, I knew it kind of like the back of my hand once I got going. But it did surprise me that of just how truly delightful this this film was. It, it was short and sweet. You know, I, I think it accomplishes so much with so few words from main characters. I think it had seven Oscar nominations. As yeah, a... no wins though. <laughs> it won one for best special effects. The best special. <laughs> okay. In the era of Toy Story, and Toy Story. yeah, it's, yeah, that's pretty good. You got animals talking, which is. Uh you know, pretty solid. Yeah, so this was like the first movie where animals talked with CG, not by just like putting food in their mouths. You don't think it was a peanut butter like No, no, it, it really I remember this from a ki being a kid, like I had a making of or watched a making of or something about it. It was the first time where like animals talked and really talked rather than just like bah, 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 like They really talked, they were alive. They were really talking. They this really is talking. the first movie where they really taught animals to speak English and it was just so natural and beautiful. What, you know, the movie Look Who's Talking, about the baby talking, this is post Look Who's Talking? This is actually post Look Who's Talking 2 and Look Who's Talking Now. Uh, Who's Talking Now was also about talking animals. Wow. Now, was this post Homeward Bound? I think so. Homeward Bound, well, another... Homeward Bound, did they even try with the mouths? I think they were just, like, mouth-closed animal talking. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, this was, like, Babe was, like, I mean, I, I watched Homeward Bound as a kid, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And, th and then this is like, came in just like... And also for such a great movie, it, I'm sh there's the character actors where I've, I noticed some of these stars and I've seen them in other... James Cromwell? James Cromwell. But almost entirely a bunch of people that I've never really seen before, or it's not a star-driven movie. It's no, certainly not. 
I also liked the uh, the chapter situation. It was a really easy way. It's basically a, a collection of scenes. They married kind of, I think it came from a children's book, I think a novel even, and yeah. I think they kind of married that with the screen in a way that it just made it really fun. And those scenes and like announcing the chapter with the little mice reading them, that was kind of like the early Minions, I would say. Oh, do you think this is first Minion type? First Minions. I, uh, wow. The little mice singing in the corner. Basically minions. Basically minions. If this movie was made today, it would be a CG movie, right? Just fully CG. And it would suck. I just feel like the movie would not have been good if they made it today. Like maybe like the farmers wouldn't even have talked, but the human characters would have just kind of been like silent and like the animals had all the fun. There was something about it being like real animals that added like a gravity to it, which I know sounds stupid. And you know, they're kind of coming back to the babe style movie. Yeah. Only now you just have like 20 years of just computer animated movies. And it's like, okay, now they're doing Jungle Book with real animals. Beauty and the Beast with a real beast, and... Absolutely, it's the less is more. How much better the new Star Wars looked, despite all the CG that was in episodes one through three. Particularly when you have the real scenes and you see the actors really engage with animals in their environment. It definitely kind of strikes you. For a movie like this to win best, or to be even nominated for best special effects, shows where the movie industry has gone. I mean, it, it, Right, yeah, the special effects were not stellar in this. Three years after this, episode one came out. Thank God. Thank God. We were really hurting on movies before episode one came out. I mean... But yeah, and talking about episode one and episode seven, again, the, their decision to use real space aliens real, um, yeah, instead really. of CG creatures and nonsense imaginary things, it was really Do you think great. that was Babe-inspired? It was. <laughs> I talked to JJ. Talked to JJ. We were on a... We're on an abbreviation basis, mm. and yeah, he told me that uh, Babe, Babe is the golden movie, the golden pig, if you will. Mm. I will. It's a nice pig. It's a nice pig. That'll do. So, so David, why don't you walk me through this? For those of you yeah. who might be listening to this podcast, and I'm sure some of you are listening. Babe's an underdog's tale. Babe started off as the runt in the litter, was picked up from a, a, a pig farm, if you will, and you, we all know how those end for the pig. How? Likely in... in, in Bacon. And bacon, yeah, yeah, that's right. Pigs are bacon. Pigs are bacon. And that, that is to, to quote the movie, Christmas is carnage. Darn silly carry on, if you ask me. The cat says they call it Christmas. Christmas. Christmas dinner. Dinner means death. Death means carnage. Christmas means carnage. Christmas means carnage. The poor duck. Poor duck. She had so much to live for. Mm, just crowing every morning. So you had a, a very motherly sheepdog decide to take in the pig. Not only motherly, but a mother. Actually a mother. And kind of allowed the run to the pig litter to become the king of the dog litter. Yeah, but maybe only Not by like accident. <laughs> well, because her kids got adopted. and Yeah, they took her kids away, so she really kind of, you know, took on that pig. To the scorn of her husband dog, uh, I can't remember his name. Rex. Rex. Yeah, their pups were from Rex, out of fly, as the sign said. And all of these animals can talk, and Babe just happens to have the most effusive and wonderful personality that everyone is kind of charmed by him immediately. It is a him, 
I, you know, I'm not sure. I think so. I, I think so. I think his babe is a boy. I think so. I mean, I saw his his asshole like a lot during the movie, but I didn't if it see was his, a girl. I'd be very uncomfortable. But I didn't see his balls. But had, he didn't do it, that to the male sure. dog because it was a breeding dog. Is this a breeding pig? Yeah, I think this was a breeding farm. Although. Oh yeah, the, the farmers even had kids that would show up later in the movie. Yeah. We get to the farm, Babe is there, he's got this motherly instinct, so everything is fine, right? Well no, everything's not fine, because there's a set order to the farm. Right. The dogs are the mean, rough and tough, in charge, the most respected by the masters, along with the cat allowed in the house, unlike all the other animals who are more like normal animals. And the dogs use their power and their fear and their bark and bite to herd the sheep. And they believe that is their place, and that everyone has a place in the world. There's like a lot of like social lessons in this movie of just like knowing your place and like what your purpose is. And people without a purpose are the ones that get eaten. And there's always exceptions, you know. And some exceptions. Some exceptions. And and, and Babe was the exception to the rule. Not all pigs are bacon. Right, and not not all sheep herders have to be mean dogs. Some can be friendly pigs. And in in a way, to support Babe. In the end, Babe enters a sheep herding contest. Yes. Uh, bolstered by... His Much to the dismay of, of the farmer's wife, who thinks he's off his rocker. Off his rocker. Which he is most of the day. He works hard for a farmer. He's not sitting in a rocking chair. I think farmers in general work pretty hard. No, the, la the lazy farmers. <laughs> the lazy farmers with their corn subsidies. All the subsidies. And the... Uh, uh, what's that corporation? That evil corporation? Monsanto. And the Monsanto <laughs> seeds that grow themselves. Right. That, those those farmers are just sitting on piles of hay. I mean, honestly, and by hay, I mean cash. And, and what do you need? Water? A little poo? Yeah, a little poo. A little well, poo on I got some poo for you. All yeah. this bullshit that keeps coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Politicians. All this, this subsidies coming out of my pocket. You know, for for food. Your food subsidies. <laughs> Your food subsidies. I personally. Give food subsidies to farmers. Yeah. I go, I go farm by farm, farm, by farm in my neighborhood, and I just yeah. Here's a little subsidy for you. But you're subsidizing Japanese farmers, then. Yes. It's a global farm subsidy. But system. in return, I get to date their daughters. Mm. The farm daughters. The farm daughters. <laughs> Sounds like a good bunch. Yes. They're also forty-seven. They years come old. in bunches, just like most products from farms. Yes. And this the movie also is kind of uh, old-fashioned, you know. Uh, tale of an old man who won, who was nominated for not one, but it's nominated for best supporting actor. Yes. He had like legitimately ten lines in the movie. He did a dance and said that'll do pig a few times. That'll, I think he says that'll do pig once. He says it in the beginning when he picks up the pig and at the end he says it twice. You're right, yeah. Does, yeah. He, do, does he say it any other time? No, he says come pig and yeah. good pig. Mm. Good dog, good pig. Single human in the stands or in the Boxes was at a complete loss for words. The man who in his life had uttered fewer words than any of them knew exactly what to say. Elder Pig. That'll do. Anyway, wonderful movie. Positive message. So yeah, the, synopsis, yeah, the, the pig comes from nowhere and becomes a sheepdog, pig, a sheep pig. And wows the crowd. It's like a classic, like, look at this amazing pig doing something, and obviously the pig does not get eaten, because there's a sequel. Right, and we cannot wait to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's on the list. We're going to um, have a special guest for that episode. There are some important themes of this movie. Yes, yeah, indeed. 
It's a very timeless feeling movie. And maybe my only complaint about the whole movie, having watched it, is uh, there's a scene with like a fax machine and the old people being like, oh, what's a fax machine? And I, I get why the fax machine was there because like the fax machine is then used by the farmer to like last minute mail in like the application for like the sheep contest, the sheep herding contest. Kind of watching it now and being like, oh, a fax machine is ancient. Like if that was just not in the movie, then the movie would have been like truly timeless. Like you could have, it could have been set in like the 1800s. It could have been set in the. But I think at the time, in '96, the fax machine machine itself was kind of a joke, right? Because there were personal computers with emails and stuff. Right, right, yeah. You know, I mean, I had one in my house. Yeah, I mean, the fax machine was like the future and still is in Japan. <laughs> if, if for those not in the know, fax machines are still widely used in Japan for some baffling reason, but yeah, that did, that's probably the one dating aspect of the movie. Yeah, it was just kind of like, a, you know, today it would have been like, oh, we got you an iPad, Dad, yeah. and he uses like a sheep herding app to train his pig or something stupid, but like, everything returns to dust, just like the fax machine and, mm -hmm. the, and the, I, the iPad will as well. And the farmer. And the farmer. No, no, you're, you're confusing return to dust with working until dusk. Oh, there we go. Um, I think another theme was uh, there's some, I don't know how to say it best, some vegan-friendly messaging going on? What do you think? Yeah, I think there's definitely, like, giving a humanity or personality, especially to a pig, um, and maybe less or so a cow, but also, you know, like, all the animals on the farm, like, they're afraid of being eaten, and they're talking about having a purpose, and what sets aside, like... Like, oh, a dog has a purpose because it hurts sheep. A sheep has a purpose because you get their fur. Pig doesn't have a purpose except to roll and slop and get eaten. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it definitely, and, and this is written on the Wikipedia page, that it had an impact on kids to become vegans, to, to care about animals and not want to eat them. And it was kind of a reminder to me of like, oh, yeah, yeah. Those, those pigs are probably actually smart. Well, for me, it was a very uncomfortable message as a... I just love pork and, and yeah, um, it's very good. I hate pigs in general. Do you? Yeah, animus towards them. I, I don't really know what it was growing up, but we would, you know, we grew up in a semi-rural area, very close. I didn't really know any pigs. You didn't have a pig friend? Except your old lady. No, to be honest, it wasn't that I, I ate pigs, but I just love pork and. It is very good. It is very good. Um, watching this movie, though, I really... I just became famished. I don't know... Really? Yeah. I was craving some bacon. You craving some bacon? Yeah. Whoa. You know, and, and it's kind of weird. I don't know any other movie that made me want to eat the, 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 the main hero. Yeah, so so yeah, we're definitely we're, we we got to get into the the brunchiness, yeah. the brunchiness of this movie here because that's that's a good segue. But before we go to the segue, can I offer you a, a quick bit of a trivia? Oh, oh, this is new. All right, yeah. About two, maybe three years. I haven't memorized the IMDb page, but two or three years before starring in Babe, James Cromwell was in a movie called The Babe. Oh, uh, the Babe Ruth movie. Yes, starring John, John Goodman. Goodman. Yeah. And it's because of that title that someone said, oh, the babe, babe, James Cromwell, farmer. Okay. Just the names alone were enough Do to land him that was part. enough in association? Yes, that was all it took for the producers. Wow. That, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. true. And that's, trivia. <laughs> that's, that's some brunch, brunch trivia. 
brunch movies trivia. Okay, let's get into the brunchiness here. So you're saying that by watching this, even with this lovable, cute pig that teaches you a lesson about finding your place in the world and overcoming someone that wants to eat you, mm-hmm. which we all can all relate to. Right. See, because I kind of went the opposite. Like, the movie starts, and, and like, I'm familiar enough with it that the, the music starts playing, and there's kind of like a... Um, the orchestra is playing the the song, the farmer song, the and that's like during the opening credits, right. and like that hits, and like the scene is set, and I'm like, yes, I am at a fancy country club right now. Mm-hmm. This music is playing in the background. Yeah. The waiter is wearing a suit, maybe a bow tie, mm-hmm. long tails, and not pigtails. And and I'm this like I'm like I'm like ready to eat brunch. I'm like this is like when brunch wasn't a thing that like hipsters did drinking mimosa. This is like brunch after Easter where like you went to a country club and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here wearing a suit when I'm five years old? Collared shirts required. Right, right. And and so like I'm 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 like totally feeling the brunch. I'm feeling the brunchiness and I'm like, yeah, this is this is maybe even more of a brunch movie than the last movies we watched. But then as the movie goes on, and it's, like, these strong themes of, like, I mean, the opening scene is in, like, a factory farm where there's, like, a, a mother is hauled out and a machine comes in and, like... The pigs suck all onto the machine. Yeah, and the pigs yeah. are, like, drinking from the machine. And I'm just like, oh, wait. If I was eating brunch right now, I would be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna... I'm gonna dial it back on that bacon, or, or even the eggs or the cheese. I'm just kind of like I'm looking at farm animals, and I'm like, ah. So I think from a pitch picturesque, picturesque. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. That's how it is. From your picturesque uh, point of view, like, yeah, this is a brunch movie, and the sounds and the colors. I mean, this is a magical fantasy land. Yeah. It doesn't even snow on Christmas. Where the fuck is this movie set? Bama. I don't know. It's definitely south. Yeah, it's like the South Oklahoma of... Oklahoma or something. Yeah, maybe Oak... Old Oklahoma. Oh, Wait, is that how that song goes? I don't know. Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm just making up a song again. So, so for me, like, this, this is like... It's like a 10 on a brunch scale, but just the appetite part mm-hmm. of it. For me, I just had to I had to bring it back down. So to me, this is the first movie that I really can't recommend as a brunch movie. I'm completely opposite. I think it's the pinnacle of a brunch movie. And at some point, we'll do a retroactive review of which we think movies are the most. We're still figuring it out. But at, at this moment, my, my gut instinct is this was my perfect brunch movie at this right moment right now. I just, it's, it's bright, it's colorful, it's positive messaging. Easy. It's divided into chapters, so you can turn it on and you know what chapter you're in. You know? I mean That's important during brunch. It's in, well, you know, who knows when you're gonna start a movie, you might not you might just turn on the TV. You might have to wait till next week's brunch. And you'll know what chapter you left off at. Yeah. You know, and I think that it is not super like the story is kind of slow enough where there's not a lot of change. You see the growth of the pig, but it's not like ton of new characters or something like that so I, I i think that and it's a nice length a nice 92 minutes I love short that. and sweet if you remove the credits yeah 100 and, yeah it was just perfect do you remove the credits i never uh, much like someone might trim the fat from bacon hmm. well then it loses its flavor right yeah you gotta, you gotta watch, watch the credits gotta watch the credits. gotta watch the credits in japan at movie theaters uh just as an fyi they always sit down throughout all the credits even if there's not a scene afterwards 
afterwards. Yeah, but like I see anything but Marvel movies, so I know there's a scene afterwards. Yeah. That's how I beat the system. You only watch Marvel? Only watch Marvel movies. Really? Uh, Logan was the first Marvel movie without a, a scene after the credits. The X-Men movies had then? Yeah, they always did. Uh, Spoiler alert. Fuck, I've never seen an <laughs> X-Men movie. Or Logan. <laughs> or Logan, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a wonderful so, approach movie. So are you giving this like 10 out of 10? I'm going full hog 10 out of 10 on this. Full hog 10 out of 10. Yeah. See, I, I'm going to leave it on the positive side of brunchiness, mm-hmm. but because of the appetite thing, right. I'm, I'm going to have to give it a 6 out of 10. So still on the brunchy side, and I can still see gathering the family around the old television and, and watching it on a Sunday morn, but yeah, I think the just the, the, the message of pigs are smart humans. Yeah. That just kind of killed me. Which maybe is a good segue to go into our... Our pairings. Our food pairings. Yeah. So, so I mean, having said what I've already said, is like I feel like maybe the way you spin this to still enjoy your brunch is to just go with an all-vegan brunch. I'm talking vegan pie crust on a soy cheese quiche. Delicious. I'm talking soy latte. I'm talking about tofurkey sausage. Wow. And I'm talking about um, some some like egg thing, like tofu style egg scramble. Cereal stuff. Yeah, Great. yeah. Maybe the, the the food that a farm animal eats. Maybe wow. maybe you a bit of. Go, you should eat what baby eats. The the slop. The slop. But I bet there's meat in that. I bet there's like yeah. other pig in that. Oh. Cannibal. Do you think Babe was a cannibal? I think he was. Wow. I mean, he did eat that sheep in that one scene, or did I completely misinterpret it? I think you might have missed the the, the Sawyer. Yeah. Well, because the, the farmer almost shoots him because he eats the sheep. And the dog stops it because it's a good barker. That's that's how it, that scene ends. Much like Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Those dogs were good barkers. Price, the, the price is wrong, bitch. That's true. Um, but so, they didn't even pay anything for the pig. They won him in a contest. That's right. You know, and God, you know, to, to win a pig like that... To have it then in the end win the competition, that'll do pig. That'll do pig. Um, now, on my end, in terms of brunch, I'm going. I'm gonna use this term a little bit earlier, but I'm going full hog. So I, I was not upset that the pig was the main character. So I'm starting off with a little pork sausage. Mm. Mm, delicious, heavy, perfect. We're gonna top that off some crispy bacon. Not, not. It has to be cured. It's like the crisp, smoked cured, smoked cured, whatever you thick do. Thick cut, yeah, thick cut like that. Mm. And then, um, how crispy do you like your bacon? I like it so crispy, it's an issue, where other people would complain. Like, like you're talking like bacon bits on your salad, crispy. Like I could use it as a knife to kill someone. That, Have you? That, I, I, we'll talk about that off the podcast. Okay, off the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about murder. <laughs> and. Uh, I, I, you, you, after you cook all that bacon and pork, you take some eggs and you crack it in the bacon fat, and then you fry the eggs. Like the embryonic pig yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embryonic pig eggs, and then you know, <laughs> you, you get a biscuit. Now this is not a pork biscuit itself, but then you take some pork gravy. Ooh, oh, and you oh, dump that, it all over. Oh, now everything. you're killing me. I might have to change my mind and. But pork sausage gravy with uh, biscuits yeah. is like one of my ultimate breakfast foods. Yeah. The only issue I have with it is like when I have breakfast like yeah. 
I also want some eggs and some bacon. Well, now this is why it's brunch. So it's guilt-free. It's guilt-free. That's how brunch works. <laughs> brunch is guilt-free, ladies and gentlemen. Brunch is guilt-free. Uh, calories don't matter for brunch. That's, that's how it works. And to top it off, now this sounds like a very heavy meal, so you need a drink to match it. Oh, I know. And I'm going this. with a little acid to cut the, the, the heavy flavors. Cut the, the heavy yeah, yeah, so I'm going with a oh. Bloody Mary oh. with a stick of cured fried bacon in it. You know, one of those bacon-infused vodka uh, um, Bloody Marys. And that just, that just sounds amazing right now. And I think that would be maybe a little controversial. So... Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll have to go with you on this in, in the sense that if we were to stage a brunch screening of yeah. Babe, yeah. and we had two buffets, one vegan, and one hog wild, yeah. I, I'm guessing, like, is you know, assuming an equal distribution of, like, you know, it's not like 50% vegans, you know, just like a normal, like, one out of, you know, 50 people is a vegan. Right, maybe three people are vegetarians. I, I still have a feeling that like, well, we need to emphasize to the crowd that calories don't matter. Oh yeah, calories don't matter. So, calories don't matter. And once people find that out, then they're gonna go I hog wild. Full yeah. hog with Full me. hog, hog wild. Yeah. Absolutely. Hog on the bobby. <laughs> hog on the bobby. We'll bring on Australian friends at one point. We'll get them. Yeah, until before we lose them all. Before we lose. Them before all. we lose them all by <laughs> releasing these podcasts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't know. I think overall, great watch though. You know, we we differ on a few opinions on in terms of the brunchiness of it and the the, the pairing, but I don't regret watching the movie from a quality standpoint. Oh no, high quality, and this is our first maybe controversial brunch movie. I'd oh. say I think that Peta might be calling this up on this next podcast, and we'd be happy to take their call. I would love to talk to someone. Anyone? <laughs> Just call me. <laughs> and 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 so. I think these three movies we've watched so far, and not to get too meta with it, but if you've been following the cast, mm. these are ones that have really jumped out to us as like, this is a brunch movie. Right. And we, we kind of are going to start to cast a bit of a wider net and maybe grab some movies that maybe we think are like, hey, yeah, that could be a brunch movie, and then we'll watch it. So I think I think I this is just kind of give you guys a taste of, of what the kind of lens of a brunch movie is. And now we'll be... The next few podcasts, I think you'll find that we are really doing more heavy analysis on right, the, the brunchiness. We got Excel spreadsheets. Oh, we got spreadsheets. We're using SPSS. We're using SPSS. Uh, hardcore econometric techniques. We're going to break it down for you. We're going to break it on down. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, we're signing off here. That'll do, pig. That'll, that'll do, pig.